Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. Obviously, you want to get guys in the game. You want to roll guys through. I, I, I'm a big believer in rolling guys, getting guys reps throughout the game, offensively and defensively, uh, especially if the game goes into a flow of a game where you feel comfortable getting guys in, maybe not wholesaling. For me, there are there guys I'd like to get in. You know, offensive line, I really want to get some offensive linemen in. I really want to get some DBs in the game. I really want to get some, you know, D linemen and linebackers. I mean, every position. That was Florida coach Dan Mullen discussing the freshman that he hopes to play on Saturday. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. Hope everyone is enjoying their Thursday. On this show, we will discuss those freshmen who you're going to see on Saturday in UF's home opener. We'll also discuss which guys could benefit from playing in that game, and who I'm looking forward to seeing most. We'll also bring you comments from Florida linebacker David Reese and what he had to say about the Gators' tackling issues, about some of the young linebackers, and playing in Todd Grantham's defense. And in the final segment, we'll discuss what Florida took away from the Week 1 upsets around college football, and we'll also give an update from Mullen on Georgia transfer Brenton Cox. Now, he's a young guy that we will not see on Saturday, but there's a ton of others that we will see. And an opponent like UT Martin allows Mullen and his staff the opportunity to see so many young guys in action who are not going to get many more chances like this. And that's why these matchups are so important. I know that they're you know, not the greatest for fans, unless you're a parent like me and you have kids and sometimes you want to take them to a game like this where you know your team is just going to blow them out. And sometimes as a coach, if you know that, that means that you can get a lot of your true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, young guys that haven't got an opportunity to play and get them some action. When you look at SEC play in the slate that Florida has, maybe there's some games where the Gators will get up and get some opportunities to get guys in the game. But this is their best shot to see the field. And with the new four game rule that was implemented last year, which will have Dan Mullen talk about in this segment, those guys now get a chance to get their feet wet and not have to worry about burning a red shirt. And there's a ton of guys that I cannot wait to see on Saturday. I think first and foremost, Emory Jones, who we discussed yesterday, everybody's ready to see what he looks like in year two. We figure he's going to get plenty of opportunities to see the field and get some series with the offense. Also in the backfield with him and Kyle Trask, I want to see what guys like Iverson Clement and even Naquan Wright what those guys can do if they get some carries. Certainly, you know what you're going to get from Michael P. Ryan, Malik Davis, and even Damian Pierce, but we really haven't seen a lot of Clement at running back, and we haven't seen Naquan Wright at all. So he's a freshman that I really want to check out. And at wide receiver, the guy that everybody has been waiting on, Jacob Copeland, you figure that he is going to play plenty in this game, get some balls thrown his way, maybe come in the backfield and get some touches. This is definitely a chance for him to kind of make a splash and have some big plays that Florida fans have been waiting to see from him. I also want to see Marks and Weston, the freshman wide receivers, and the reps that they get. At tight end, the young guys that you got, Keon Zipper and Dante Ling, both of those guys are going to play a lot as well. And I really want to see what Zipper does. He was a guy that was very highly recruited this past class. Florida beat out Miami and several other top programs to land his services. And this is going to be a chance for him to show what he can do early on. Along the offensive line, there's plenty of young guys that you guys are going to want to keep your eye on. I'm really going to pay attention to Richard Garage. I want to see what Ethan White looks like with all the weight that he's lost. 
some of those other 19 guys that have come in, and also McDowell. He should have some reps at center, so I want to see how he does with those. On the defensive line, Chris Bogle, a big-time recruit that Florida flipped from Alabama in the last cycle, he should play a lot on that defensive line. And you're going to see Andrew Chadfield probably at that buck position. And we should see some snaps from Lloyd Summerall as well. He's another big-time recruit from Lakeland that Florida landed. And this will be fans' first chance to really check him out. And you heard Mullen talk about two other guys that were highly rated in that 2019 class. Diabate and Hopper, a pair of linebackers that Christian Robinson recruited. Those guys are going to see the field a lot against UT Martin. Looking forward to what they can do. And you heard... Mullen mentioned in his opening comments, he wants to roll some DBs in there. And I think every fan in the swamp and tuning in will be excited to see Kyer Elam line up for the Gators at corner. The UF legacy nephew of former Gator safety Matt Elam, he's a big time incoming freshman. The staff is going to rely on him a lot this season to be in the rotation and provide some depth for the Gators at corners. So this will be a big matchup for him to get a lot of playing time in the swamp. And you're also going to see Chester Kimbrough and Jaden Hill, two other freshman DBs that are going to be really important for Florida depth-wise. Now we're going to bring you some comments for Dan Mullen on the four-game rule that allows freshmen to play without burning their red shirt. The Gators really benefited from it last year, getting guys some experience, and now there's going to be more players that get that opportunity on Saturday. I think it's a tremendous rule. I think it's one of the, you know, I mean, obviously you look and you hope the NCAA is looking for what's in the best interest of the student-athlete. You know, you hear that a lot. That rule certainly is in the best interest of student-athletes. Of, uh, you know, for so many different ways. The motivation of guys being able to get into games and go play. The depth, you know, of being able for guys to go in and play and not potentially burning a whole year. Uh, because of injury situations where, hey, I need this guy to come up and, and he, you know, we're, we're, we're thin at this position, so we're, this guy's going to play, but all of a sudden then everybody comes back from injury and now he's dropped back down the depth chart and they can still redshirt that year. So um, I think it's a tremendous uh, rule for the benefit of student-athletes. How do you choose well, when I, I, Well, I think play. part of them is when you have non-conference games, it's different because you're not held to the how many people you can dress. You know, conference games, you have a very set number, right? You go on the road next week against Kentucky, we can only dress 70 guys. Uh, you know, so you have, you're allowed to bring, what, 110 into training camp? So that's like potentially 40 guys from training camp can't even, aren't even allowed to go to the game. Um, so, but this game, you can have more guys dressed. So, you know, obviously your non-conference games gives you more flexibility. When we come back from our first break, we'll discuss the comments this week from UF linebacker David Reese, what he had to say about the young players at his position, Florida's performance against Miami, and what they worked on in the bye week. No House Advantage is taking an exciting new spin on daily fantasy sports. Instead of salary cap drafting, No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests. This platform levels the playing field, so you have a higher likelihood of winning here than when playing traditional fantasy sports contests. Each contest contains anywhere from 5 to 10 player props. For example, will Tua throw for more than 2 TDs? You simply select over-under for each prop and rank each pick based on your confidence of it being correct. You'll earn points based on correct picks and compete against other players for cash prizes i'm telling you guys it's an extremely fun daily fantasy contest to play that you can actually win no house advantage offers contests across college football nfl mlb 
NBA, college basketball, PGA, and NASCAR. Download No House Advantage from the App Store and use the code LOCKEDON to receive two free tokens when you purchase two tokens, a $10 value. That's code LOCKEDON to receive two free tokens when you purchase two. Certain state limitations may affect your ability to participate in paid contests. Everyone loves the comfort of their own home. But there's nothing like going to a game and being a fan in the stands. And whether you're looking for seats on the 50-yard line or front row tickets to see your favorite band in person, Vivid Seats is here to help you. Vivid Seats is the top source for purchasing event tickets in the online marketplace. You can search for seats by section, row, and price, all in the Vivid Seats app. The in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards, allows you to purchase tickets to any concert, game, or show and earn credit towards your next live event. Visit the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Do that and you're automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From sporting events to theater shows, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the Vivid Seats app and become part of their loyalty program today. Welcome back into Locked On Gators, your team every day. David Reese met with the media this week, and it's always good to hear from number 33. He's a great interview, always has insightful things to say. And in his availability on Wednesday, he discussed some of Florida's young linebackers and how those guys are coming along, especially Ventro Miller. We discussed him last week, the plays that he made against Miami, including the two sacks. He's a guy that I've been really high on. I thought that Florida kind of got a steal in him. He was an underrated player coming out of Lakeland, but when you watched him on tape, you could really see the ability that he had, and I I felt like it was going to translate well in Florida's defense. And the early returns were pretty good against the Hurricanes. You saw Miller really step up and make some plays, and he's a guy that's going to be really important for Florida on that side of the ball, as well as James Houston. Because once David Reese leaves after his senior season this year, Those guys are really going to be running the show at linebacker. So 2019 is really important for them. We know that James Houston had that late hit in the game against UM, but the coaches and players feel that that's something that he can bounce back from. He's made a ton of plays early in his UF career, and he's going to have a chance to make more this season. Reese also discussed what it's like to play in Todd Grantham's defense. Any defender that gets to line up in this scheme where you're in constant attack mode, you get to blitz the quarterback, you get to do a bunch of exotic things and mix it up with your calls. Guys love that, especially if you're David Reese and you're the middle linebacker, you're the quarterback of that defense. I mean, he's Grantham's eyes on the field, and he says he has a lot of fun playing in the system. And again, who would it when you have an opportunity to be part of a performance where you get 10 sacks, a ton of pressure on the quarterback, And Reese had some funny comments when asked if there's ever a quarterback that he's felt bad for, knowing the pressure that they're going to go up against from his front seven. And at first he said no, but then he thought about it for a second and said last season he actually felt bad for the Vols QB because of all the pressure that they applied on him. And there was no doubt pressure on the defense during the bye week to address their tackling issues. Reese saying that he felt like the guys did a good job of that. Mullen said that it was going to be a point of emphasis as well as fumbling drills. But all in all, Reese really likes where the defense is at. Some of the young guys that are up and coming, Reese is really excited about because he feels like they can take over once he and some of the other upperclassmen move on after this season. How do you think Ventrell Miller did? He did great. Every time his number was called on, he came through with a big play, with a big sack. And uh, I I feel like he had two out of ten. So, you know, our D-line did a great job of, you know, collapsing the quarterback and things like that. And I feel like we did a great job of taking advantage of that young goal line. And I know a lot of people are going to kind of remember James Houston for that late hit there in the game. But what do you think he did well there against Miami? Uh, I feel like he's a really good player. And, you know, when he comes in the game, I feel like he has a, a great impact. And, um, you know, 
he just made a mental mistake, and I feel like, you know, that's something that he got to just, you know, grow on. And, you know, as being an older guy, he got to understand, you know, not put the team in that predicament, but he'll be okay. Did you say anything to him after that or just kind of let him? Uh, I just kind of let him be because I had to run in after that and, uh, you know, go on defense. But uh, I talked to him after that, you know, after the drive on the sideline, just let him know that, you know, he can't do things like that. And, you know, it's just a mental mistake and, you know, that he'll be okay. Yeah, how much fun is Todd Grantham's defense to play in? And Very fun. We know that the things he do is on us. He makes, you know, sometimes risky decisions. And, you know, if we execute, then, you know, we can't be stopped. And I feel like that showed a lot in the game. And, you know, we got put in positions that it was just like put the ball down and we're going to play for when we're going to play from. Uh, we had a lot of PIs at the end of the game. And, you know, shoot, it was their game to lose. But, you know, we uh, stood strong and didn't let them score. Uh, it's all about, you know, the D-line getting pressure on the edges, quarterback stepping up and, you know, shooting your shot at the right time. Uh, he did a great job in both of his, you know, uh, sacks. And, you know, our D-line as a whole did a great job in our coverage also. Like, you got to have everything to, you know, get a play like that. So that's the uh, main thing people don't see in sacks. So a lot of our sacks that our DMs had, you know, we still got Marco, we still got CJ on the edges, you know, probably locking stuff down and, you know, making it hard for a quarterback to make a quick read. How important are when guys emerge like James Houston, Ventrell Miller, Jeremiah Moon in terms of allowing the defense to be more versatile and flexible with the guys on the field? Uh, it's important to the program and also uh, keeping guys fresh on the field. Um, it lets you know the program is still going to be okay when everyone leaves and the program is still heading in the right direction. Those are young guys that's going to lead the team uh, next year and they're going to be ready next season to be uh, the starting linebackers. Those were the comments from Florida senior linebacker David Reese. When we come back from this break, we'll discuss what the Gator players learned from all the upsets around college football in week one, and we'll also give you an update from Dan Mullen on Georgia transfer Brenton Cox Jr. NFL fans, a new season is upon us. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is on the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. The one thing that hasn't changed, where to put your money down on all of these games. MyBookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. MyBookie has bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first official handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week and to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. Welcome back into Locked On Gators, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked On Gators, your team every day. In the final segment, we're going to discuss what the Florida players took away from week one. Obviously, some big upsets in college football, including teams on Florida's schedule. And I think it was only natural for some guys on the team on their bye week to tune into week one and see all these games going on, see the losses that happen, and what they can take away from it. For these guys that took the podium and many seniors and leaders on the team, it only reinforces what many of them know. They were part of the four-win season in 2017. They were part of the Kentucky loss and the Missouri homecoming loss last year, and the game where they almost lost at Vanderbilt, and the game where they almost lost at home to South Carolina. These guys have experienced what can happen when you don't bring your A game. Now, at the end of last season, it looks like this team and its leaders finally turned a corner and were playing the brand of football that this coaching staff is trying to get out of them. And to open their season with a week zero win over Miami in a rivalry game where you had the entire nation watching and your team was under the microscope, it subjected you to a lot of criticism. It wasn't just Felipe Franks, but everybody was talking about Florida after that game. Most of it was good. And one thing that I heard from some Florida fans in the offseason is that they were worried that this team was getting a little bit too much love in the offseason, that they were getting a lot of hype, 
based off their finish to 2018, their New Year's Six Bowl win over Michigan, and that this was one of the rare years where Florida wasn't getting doubted going into the season and didn't have people talking down on them. And while I kind of agree with that, I don't know how much of an issue that was for this team. But again, for them to open the season and get a big win, but then face a bunch of scrutiny, have their quarterback be dragged through the media, and then sit back during their bye week and see all these big-time teams, including some on their schedule, have terrible performances or even get upset, I think it puts it all in perspective for these players. And you heard Felipe Franks and David Reese talk about it on Wednesday. Here were those comments. Let's start with Franks first. You know, I don't know. I'm not in their locker room or anything like that. Um, I think for us, I know that it's important to not take any team lightly. Uh, at the same time, if you prepare the same weekend and we got no matter who you're playing, uh, I think that's what's most important kind of takeaway I got from it. You should approach every game with the same attitude. Um, I, don't, I don't come out here and practice any different because we're playing Tennessee. You playing Alabama, you playing UC Martin, you know, I don't, I'm not going to prepare any different. Um, you know, I don't think any of these guys should either, or they, they won't. And, uh, you know, it can be a confidence booster, you know, obviously the talent level, you know, may be there, may not be there. I don't know, I've never played them before, but, um, you know, you don't want to take these games lightly. I mean, you can see all across the, the board, you know, what happens sometimes when a team takes another team lightly. Um, but I think that's the most important thing, you don't want to take and here's what David Reese had to say about what he took away from the week one upsets in college football. I mean, I know you're not game planning yet, but what did you see from Kentucky, Tennessee? Anything uh, it was just out? interesting. I just know that, you know, that we have a, probably elite program in college football right now. And I feel like talent to talent, we could put up with anybody. We definitely uh, know that, you know, definitely had scares like Vanderbilt almost, you know, last year and, you know, Teams like Georgia State, uh, very good teams with very good athletes. So people got to understand you can't take any team for granted. And, you know, I feel like we have enough seniors on our team to, you know, know how important it is to, you know, be 1-0 every week. So Now, obviously, I don't think Florida needed this lesson before the UT Martin game. But, again, to see some of these teams go down just reinforces what they're trying to accomplish in their program and all the things that Dan Mullen is preaching to them. Because he was asked about the upsets, too, and didn't have a lot to say about it. Although on the conference call, I mean, he says, I've been there. I've been part of those games where you just have a bad day. And a team comes in and is able to capitalize on your mistakes or even pull off an upset. So for Florida, they can never put their guard down. They can never be satisfied. Never feel like they've arrived. And I think that that's something they take away from week one. Mullen was asked for an update this week on Georgia transfer Brenton Cox Jr., where he's at in his waiver with the NCAA to apply for immediate eligibility. And Mullen said that process is still ongoing, but he's confident based on the factors of Cox's case and some of the other results around the country that he's going to have a chance to get that immediate eligibility. They're still holding out hope here at Florida. And if that decision does come sometime down the line, that would be a monster addition to Florida's defense and the playmakers that they already have in their front seven. Here are those comments from Mullen on Cox Jr. Well, I mean, he's working, and he, and I mean, he, he knows. I mean, he, he's got a great attitude, you know, I mean, to me, and he's, he's been working hard at things. So he knows he's kind of in limbo as we're waiting, you know. I mean, obviously that's we, – we've submitted stuff, you know. I mean, from – I think from – other from other waivers I've seen that have been cleared, he's a very similar case. So we're, we're certainly hoping for that. Obviously, you know those got some of those were submitted much earlier, 
uh, so they've gotten those results back. But um, you know, I mean, you know, I've I've seen a lot of similar cases be cleared eligible, so we're we're optimistic about that. But you never know, and we'll wait to see as that comes. And but he's done been doing a good job of taking care of his business, both you know at practice and you know working hard every day and giving good looks and and filling roles on the team and uh, taking care of business in the classroom. That'll do it for this edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we discussed the freshmen that we're looking forward to seeing on Saturday and how they can benefit from this new four-game rule that got implemented last year. We discussed the comments from UF linebacker David Reese, how he feels about the young players at his position and where the defense is at heading into Week 2. And finally, we discussed what the players can take away from the Week 1 upsets around college football. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the UT Martin game as well as all the other matchups around college football. Give you some predictions and get you ready for the weekend. Make sure you tune in to Locked On Gators, your team every day.